Industry Under Pressure. Innovation in its finest hour. This is the Oil & Gas Technology Podcast, where sharp minds reveal the brilliance and sheer determination turning great ideas into new realities. Hear about how it happens in real life with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. The views of the host are expressly his own and should not be construed as the views of any other corporation, consortium, governing body, or interplanetary federation. All right, folks, I, uh, I have a confession to make. Um, well, first, first, I have to adjust my chair. Hold on. All right, there we go. Ah, okay, much better, much better. I felt like a little kid at the dinner table. Um, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, well, the confession is that it's Saturday again. And uh, you, might, you might have, you might remember me a couple, couple episodes back. I don't remember when it was, but I was lamenting that I had saved my, my work for Saturday and, um, not gotten it done during the week. And lo and behold, here we are again. And it is Saturday. The thing is, uh, well, now the last time that happened, um, the funny thing was there was a lot of noise outside the window here at the Northwest Houston satellite studios. And, um, for, for, for the oil and gas global network, by the way, that is, uh, this, this program is coming to you on the oil and gas global network, which is the largest and most listened to network of podcasts for the oil and energy industry. We are still the biggest. Um, I think we're the best. I mean, I know that's a subjective judgment, but, um, you know, if I don't say my own opinion, who, who else am I going to say? So I think we're the best. And, uh, and this is the uh, Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, which uh, you, of course, already knew that. Anyway, back to the Saturday thing. Um, uh, so, oh, yeah. So last time, it was, uh, it was funny because there was a lot of noise outside that isn't usually there during the week. And uh, so it was evident that I had saved my... I work for Saturday. Now today there is not a lot of noise outside the window because, um, because it is a little chilly here in Houston this morning. Um, I think, I think it was well below 40 degrees. Uh, that's Fahrenheit obviously. Um, and, uh, so for those of you in all the other countries, um, I don't, I, I don't have a, I don't have my, my converter here with me, so you're going to have to work that out. But anyway, it's getting down pretty close to, to freezing. And, um, uh, so it's really, it's, it's, it's chilly. So there's not so much, you know, um, the kids outside playing basketball are not outside playing basketball this morning. However, they will be later because in, uh, in good, uh, South and central Texas fashion, uh, what, what, what is in the thirties in the morning, uh, turns into 65 or 70, 70 degrees in the afternoon because the sky is bright blue, uh, super sunny. I think that was the term I used last time this happened. And it is super sunny out there. And so uh, what that means is there are a lot of other things <laughs> that I'm going to want to be doing here pretty quickly as it warms up. And uh, who wants to be stuck inside doing, uh, trying to come up with clever openers for podcasts? Uh, but nonetheless, because I am committed to the cause and I want you each and every week to have that same top of the line experience. I am here uh, opening up the show. Now, uh, let's see. Let me tell you a little bit about the guest. Uh, who is the guest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, today I got, uh, so it's my old friend Ration. And and, and you, you've all heard Ration on, on the show and on uh, Digital Doers before. Ration Tool C. And uh, 
the uh, of course the longtime Schlumberger uh, uh, software guy, and uh, he's now at Databricks. A- anyway, Rachel and I have been have known each other uh, professionally for many years, and we get together from time to time, and uh, you know, uh, and and have uh, drinks or dinner or whatever, and 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 we talk. So. Uh, this episode, so because Ration's been on several times and he's been on panels, but he's always has interesting things to say. And so what we decided to do this time, it was a little different, um, is we, and I'm not making this up. This is not one of those, uh, like theatrical tricks. It, we did not discuss at all what we were going to talk about before we turned on the microphones. And <laughs> like we, we, we intentionally sort of like not peeking at your Christmas presents. We intentionally did not have any conversation whatsoever and uh, so that we would so that so it would be a complete surprise and then and then when we turned on the microphones and of course we're, and we're at a, a slightly more festive location this time we're not at the fabulous canyon on the west side of houston um we are down the road from the canyon at a, a slightly a slightly more lively setting so um and you know uh, obviously it turned out pretty well. I think it did because if it didn't, now uh, you wouldn't be hearing this because I would throw it away. But uh, we did have a fascinating conversation. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back again to the OGGN Spotlight, Ration Toolsy. All right, so we are here at, uh, I'm here at a new place. I'm not at, I'm not at the fabulous cannon on the west side of Houston, but I am down the road. We're down the road from the cannon, and I'm here with uh, OGGN fan favorite, uh, Ration Tulsi, uh, who almost needs no introduction. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, but, uh, but we're not, but we're down the road from, a can, from the cannon at a place called, what is this place called? It's uh, Texas Tea Tavern. Texas Tea Tavern. Tavern. Texas Tea Tavern. We need to figure out why there's a tea. A tea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We should ask, I think. Is, is, we'll ask the guy. What, yeah. What's the guy? I forgot the guy's name. Anyway, um, so we're here. And this is a really cool place. It's uh, it's kind of an open air. Well, it's got an indoor, outdoor, open air bar and kind of pub tavern sort of feel to it. Are you, some uh, some locals pointing and waving at us. Locals are pointing and waving at us. And uh, it's right down the road. I've passed by this place a number of times. And finally, I thought, you know what? Let's go over there. And, and they're, it's great. The, the guys are friendly. They were like, yeah, come on in. Set up your stuff. And... Uh, um, and we're outside even because it's a it's one of those Houston days when uh, it's not really that cold. So even though it's January, so what are you thinking about? I can see that you're you're no, pondering. I, I really like this. I'm looking at it, thinking you get to sit outside, and you know people uh, you know concerned about uh, a couple of things. You know, because COVID's a reality, and right, you know, right. But like if you can sit outside with your friends, and you know, you can I don't know, you can be as safe as you can be, I suppose. Sure. I mean, right? not counting. I've seen some of the traffic on Britmore occasionally, and it's not as safe as you want it to be but um but i think we're i think we're a safe distance so you also said now you just said you were going to get something to eat but i I, I didn't think they have food here well Uh, so so i showed up thinking because this is going to be a tavern we're going to have a conversation right right uh there'll be food Mm -hmm. so you know know, i skipped on lunch i showed by the way it's it's wednesday is bigger day that's why we got the 22 ounces instead of the Ah, instead of the 12 ounces i was wondering about that yeah yeah yeah. so i show up and it's like the guy said do you have food and he says well, it all depends on whether she shows up. I was like, Wait, why is that an option? Like, like, how do you, like, in my mind, it's like, how do you run a business just thinking like randomly the, I, the chef might might show up? I, I think that's sort of part of the charm. Of the charm, place, yeah. Right? You never yeah. know. Yeah, they said a lot of a lot of neighborhood locals come in here, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll adopt us as one of their own. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving right along, folks. So here's the thing about this episode today that we're doing. So, Rachel, you've been on 
So you're almost, I, I can almost call you like an OGGN contributor, right? Because you make frequent enough appearances that, you know, we'll, we'll still do a little intro. An OG. Uh, an OG, an OG, OG, OGGN. So we'll, so, so we'll talk a little bit about who you are um, and what we're going to talk about. Here's the thing. Uh, so what we're going to do today, faithful listeners, is... Um, so this is this is true. This is not one of those times where I'm pretending that I, I don't know. We have we have not yet talked about what we're going to talk about. No, that'll defeat the purpose. We, of this, we yeah. will. So this is so this is an episode. So so Rachel and I are challenging ourselves today uh, to see if we can having having no preparation, having not even discussed what's the topic. We're going to see if we can come up with something good. Um, and so if you're listening to this, it means we managed to do something that wasn't terrible. And if you're not listening to this, it means you're missing out on something. Awesome. Well, no, I was going to say, I just didn't see the light of day. No, like we we bombed. Because why would anybody be listening? So everybody's going to be listening. So, um, so we haven't talked about it. We've, we've we've not. In fact, I don't. There's a parrot in there. Do you hear that? That's a, that's a parrot. There's some sort of animal. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a parrot. But I think yeah. it's a parrot. Um, so in fact, I don't think we haven't even decided whether this is going to be a tech show episode or a digital doers episode. So we can make the decision after. After we after we hit or we or midwave uh, right yeah right yeah. or both yeah. um, so we haven't discussed it in fact I don't even have my my trusty iPad Pro is still in the holster I haven't even because this is the Texas tavern so I I thought in the holster was a to draw yeah well no I'm not, I'm not going to bring it out I'm not I'm not going to the, the, the iPad I don't even have my iPad I don't have any notes we have not talked about what we're going to discuss so um, so before we discuss whatever it is that we haven't figured out yet about you just just in case some people don't know who you are um, you, you and I have known each other for a long time obviously and yeah in fact I'm, I was told to give a shout out to my team your team yes, yeah yeah you have a team now I have a team now exactly. yeah, yeah. That's right. so so who are they oh uh, so I, I work at I, mean, I used to be at um, oh the chair the chair is wobbly it's yeah. not the alcohol uh, no. it's the chair you're, you haven't had much yet <laughs> yeah, um, exactly, yeah I mean you're it's true that your exploits are well known throughout the kingdom, but just yeah. A, I mean, so quick, I, used to, I was quick, an, I mean, yeah. I, when you say you was an oil and gas, you never really was an oil and gas. You'll you'll always be an energy and oil and gas. And as oil and gas and energy, you know, transformed, you transform with the industry, which is something to think about, right? You know, uh, yeah. where do you want to go with the energy? Take the knowledge you have, and then pivot and find a job that can fit. So I used to work for Schlumberger uh, in different roles. I now work for. Uh, a data science and AI startup company, which is doing really well for itself. The parrot concurs. <laughs> the parrot is. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I lead the the, um, the subject matter group for energy for this company, and does really well. I have so you're not. So you're still in it. You're still in it. You're yeah, still in it. I'm still in it. It's, it's yeah. yeah you're, you're just not working in the industry itself. You're working. Well, I work with uh, most of my clients. Are <clears throat> I, in fact, I work now with much more variety of clients than I used to work at Schlumberger. Schlumberger yeah. is predominantly was oil and gas. You know, it's not not anymore. It's looking at different things. But now I look at utilities, renewables, right, oil right. and gas, oil energy and trans transition, small ISVs, large partners, all of them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it's expanded. But yeah, so I'm still in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And so, and, and did you say Databricks? Did you mention Databricks? Yeah, so I'm like, the company's called Databricks, exactly. And uh, I'm, I'm part of a team, and they call themselves the A-Team. Just like the 80s show, for those who remember, the 80s was a time, a wonderful time, probably the best time you've ever had. Yeah. Uh, and there was a team in there that came from a TV show called the A-Team. I love it when a plan comes together. Oh, exactly. But I'm not Hannibal. I'm actually Mr. T. One, because of my Whoa. last name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Tool right. C, Mr. Tool C, T. I get exactly. it. And who, who doesn't want to be B.A. Baracus, right? 
you know, he punches through doors and he beats up everyone. And I mean, you do have a sort of an imposing presence when you come in the That's room. Right, yeah, it's I'm pretty true. full. I can't do the accent, but yeah, but I'm pretty yeah, full. Yeah, yeah. So the team's called the A Team, and uh, they asked me for a shout out. So yeah, there we go. Oh, okay. Do you want to do you want to do it by name, or is it okay to just call them? Uh, the yeah, I'm gonna do it by name. Yeah, I'm gonna sure, say, go ahead. You know, so there's uh, call members of the O Team. I mean, of the A Team is oh, <laughs> just got demoted to yeah. the O Team. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so Div Sunny, who's an awesome. Uh, solutions architect and then of course there's Amar Seti who's an awesome account executive and yeah great team great right, good. Yeah. I'm glad you're happy I'm happy it's, well it's good because you know one of the reasons why we do these podcasts um, and why OGGN does all the things we do and the industry mixers and everything is you know um, part of it is we want to uh, we're trying to provide like be uh, advocates for the industry and provide like a community where people can like get together and encourage each other and feel good about you know because the people in this industry get like I mean the industry gets beaten down a lot right and so and sometimes when you work in the industry uh, I know I've, I've talked to people who you know you've, you've probably had people who contacted you and said you know I don't know I'm thinking about should I should I get out should I go do something else um, so it's good I think so I'm anyway the point is I'm saying I'm glad to hear that you're happy because it's good to see people you know all of our fellow uh well, I guess yeah. um, people be you ever, happy. You ever, you ever had Thanksgiving? You ever like been to no. Thanksgiving? If not, not, never once. You ever seen Thanksgiving shows and things like that? So think of the industry as a Thanksgiving like dinner. So, yeah, yeah, no. so who who goes to Thanksgiving? Your family, your friends. Yeah, right. You know, you can't pick them. Right. No. Uh, so just just like the industry, not everyone behaves, but they're still family. Yeah, right? But the majority yeah. of them do well and they all get together. They all right, get a right. meal together. There's some arguments, some disagreements. Yeah, yeah. Some of them don't behave and they should be, uh, you know, dealt Punished with. Or, okay. Yeah, they should be dealt yeah, with. Yeah, you know, dealt and then with, hopefully they learn to do better better as we want people to yeah, do better. Yeah. But the majority of it does well. And like all families, there's a reason for us to be there. Uh, energy does get kind of beaten up and, you know, that's, not, that's an unfair uh, yeah. reality. It's like, uh, well, do you not want to travel anywhere? Do you not want to consume it you're not going to turn on the lights in your home things like that oh right? uh, yeah 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 yeah. no that's good and s- <clears throat> by the way that you're 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 uh so your uh articulation of that was much more elegant than mine but um i like the thanksgiving thing that's good that's good yeah speaking of traveling anywhere we did right before we turned on the microphones we did have one of the local fellows come up to us and, the start, locals. and start talking about two of them yeah and he was talking about um he was talking about traveling in a way he was yeah he was also talking about dark matter but but uh, he was talking about space travel, right? Um, I mean, I, I think so. I think he's been here today for a little while. Like he, claimed, he's been, he claimed to write many papers. It, it could be. Look, I mean, you know, I do a lot of work with NASA and Spacecom. And, uh, and actually, so this is, you know, the, one of the space capitals of the world. And, you know, he could be, uh, he could be a leading expert. He, he could be. could be, right? He could you be. Um, I, I think we probably didn't get him at his best because, as I mentioned, he's been here at the bar. I suspect he for may not be. For a while today. For a while today. He's been here for a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, but however, yeah. He, he threw out some interesting things. Um, and then you started you, you started talking about... Some, right. So now, now I guess we're well. going to break some uh, the, the fourth wall, right? So actually, because when you invited me to come here, you didn't have a topic. And I thought, well, you know, there's something that happened in the week alone just getting here. Uh, and I'm a big fan of, uh, of, of you know, space, space travel and space technology and, you know, uh, and, and similar to, to oil and gas, it got a bad rep. 
Uh, but actually, did it really? It, it does have a kind of a bad rep, right? Like if you think about it, it's like you know, yeah, people, well, NASA kind of got put on ice for a long well, time. Well, you think about like why, like when you look at space travel, right? And you think like, well, it is it is billions of dollars to send something to go somewhere, right? right? And you don't really see the value of it immediately, right? right? And then there's also you know relatively controversial, but I don't think it's controversial. It's their money. It's the billionaires in space kind of flying around doing their thing, right? Sure. And you know, like if you kind of like just take that aside for a second and don't dive too deeply into any of them it's like it's not that they're spending money it's just that the technology that they produce to get there including billionaires in space which will eventually commercialize space technology right right means that the technology eventually ends up on earth right? so we benefit from a lot of this technology uh, advanced diagnostic equipment in the 60s was developed for the astronauts which we ended up using in uh, neonatal care for babies right right yeah, yeah. things like that you got velcro Velcro is one of them. That's, yeah. that's my my go-to uh, example. No, baby but, food, baby formula, for yeah. baby formulas got very. Oh important, yeah, right? yeah, that's right. It was developed for the astronauts. Uh, we are now looking at ways to help uh, astronauts on long-term travel uh, to go to Mars. So it's you know it's it's several several months of you know isolated travel and psychologically they were then looking at studying people that had all sorts of uh, local psychosis. Yeah. And people who had dementia. And they were trying to help. If you can console people with dementia, you could console the astronauts on long-term travel. And they were looking at like oh, tools yeah, yeah, and techniques yeah, yeah. to yeah. kind of help with that. Right. So again, there's a lot of um, a crossover technology that can help with this. And right. this is why I think it's important. Right? The oil and gas industry is very similar, in the sense is that the technology that's developed for these extraction processes eventually filter back down to earth. Yeah. 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 And well, and let's not forget that uh, this whole space travel thing is also an energy problem, right? Um, it is an energy, an energy problem, problem. And which is the topic I would talk about. Yeah, including the fact that nobody wants it to really be a one-way trip, right? So The Mars mission. Yeah, yes. well, anything, you know, whatever. Yeah, no one wants to... I mean, yeah, I was thinking about Mars because he mentioned Mars earlier. But, yeah, so but, Mars is on, on topic. If we want to go to Mars, and the answer is, why do you want to go to Mars? It's a, it's a dead planet. Actually doing air quotes right now, so I'm going to say yeah, it. Yeah, it. Uh, it's, a, you know, it's a lifeless planet. We have a, we have a planet right now... Why we ignore it? Well, the answer is, you know, uh, yes, that is true. We do have a plan we should help fix. Um, but if you can accelerate technology for, you know, terraforming Mars, we can bring some of the technology back to Earth. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a good example. Yes, please. A very fast example. And it's being developed right now. Um, they want to be able to create these uh, fast deployable habitats yeah. in harsh environments. Right. Right. So it also has to be small and light and versatile to be traveling, you know, in, in space, in spacecraft, right? Um, and the and they really want to start looking at how do we deploy that in places like uh, Haiti, where there's usually devastating earthquakes. <clears throat> how do you quickly develop? How do you quickly deploy a safe, habitable oh, sure. environment? Right, it's the same problem. It's the same problem. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's easier because. <coughs> You can fly to Haiti more easily than you can fly Correct, but fly you to need Mars. to. But then, with, with with examples like Haiti, with you know, with suffers these devastating earthquakes, and that's not the only country that suffers it, right? But it's also the population is is uh, you know, it's a hundred x more people affected versus you know astronauts on Mars. Therefore, what you solve has to be scalable and cheap and be able to. Uh, it has to be cost effective. Right? So if you can develop a scalable solution that can create a, a rapid, developable, a deployable habitat, we can do the same for. Disasters, natural disasters. Here, imagine yeah. Houston. We live in Houston. Right? Yeah, yeah, we have some of those occasionally. Yeah, and we have homeless. We have homelessness in Houston because of floods. Right, right. right? Where do you put people very quickly? That's safe. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, so let, 
um, so the so the technology and innovation crossover and all yes, that is great. Exactly. It's also, it's an energy problem. Um, it's the travel itself is an energy problem. Correct. Yes. Especially, you know, it's a bigger problem to get people back because you have to. I think right because well, you can't because like we have um, like we have gas stations here, but we don't have gas stations. Well, there. think of it like, so, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing and also stealing someone's example is you're going on a hike. So you're going to go on a half a day hike somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, or a day long hike. You carry enough water with you and food for that hike. Right. Because it's only that long. But if you're actually traveling for uh, several days, you can't carry that much water. Right. So you'll, you should take a water pur- purification system with you. Right. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. And then learn to basically consume the produce that's off the, off the land. Right. Right, for, for your sustenance. Right? But the main thing is water. You need water. So that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to like, think about, like, with fuel, is how do we take technology with us to help us create uh, fuel? And um, I'm going to mispronounce it, but I think it's the Sabre technique or Sabian technique. And mm, yeah. it's actually being used on the ISS right now. And it's the ability for us to uh, extract uh, carbon, from the, uh, or carbon, carbon from the atmosphere, split it up, and then basically take out uh, water and then produce methane as a consequence. Now, on the ISS, they pushed methane out into space because that's not what they want, and they want the H2O out from the carbon. Sure, but you could do something with the methane. But in but on Mars, right. methane and H2O is basically the rocket fuel you could use to come back. Yeah. There you go, right? Interesting. So that kind of technology. And actually, so space, SpaceX recently is, is really kind of going after this carbon capture technology on Earth to produce a, 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 a viable technology so that they can actually, you know, use the ice uh, storage uh, of water on right. Mars, and then basically extract the carbon from the atmosphere to produce methane and to produce energy. That's brilliant. Right? It's right. brilliant. It's, it's so, you know, could that be a viable solution for us here? Right. We have a we have a large methane issue. What do we do with that? Right. I mean, uh, we need water. We can only mine so much Bitcoin, I guess. At some point, you're gonna have to yeah. find something yeah, else. Yeah, you to mine something else with, yeah, with the methane, but. Uh, uh, cool. All right, but what, all right, now what about this? Um, I heard I heard at one point along the way, I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was you who said this, but this one of the planets, one of the moons, one of the planets might be like a filling station on the way. Yeah, moon, the moon, the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our moon. Yeah, the moon. Yeah. Oh, our moon. Yeah. No, so, I was. Uh, I thought it was like a like a like a Jupiter moon or a Saturn. No, it's our moon. So our moon for the Mars mission will be the kind of the halfway point. So right now, uh, NASA... The moon is halfway? Well, I mean, space is... I I haven't been out there with the tape measure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I I mean, I ran my Uber app and, like, it's not telling me the the distance. Yeah. (laughs) Right. For my my driver to come pick me up from, like, the moon. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Fine, right? But, like, let's just say halfway. Right. Right. You know, like, okay, well, there's... And it's only open space, so... Well, (laughs) there's no other body you can, like, kind of land on, right? I mean, there's no comet heading our way. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But I. Okay. So this must be somebody else that I had talked about this. This notion that one of the, maybe it was Mark Lacour. No, there's a mission right now to, with no. Canada and the U.S. So Canadian astronauts are going to lead the way. Uh, they've actually picked. I've met them. I've had dinner with these astronauts. Yeah, they're they're very talented how, people. How did that happen? Uh, I get invited to somebody's like random random dinner. It was just really strange, and it was me being the only non like military person there, and it was Canadian Air Force. And the U.S. Air Force and a bunch of astronauts, like U.S. Yeah. astronauts, and it was a nice, really nice steak dinner down at. Uh, 
I think maybe there's a, a slice of your life that we don't know about, perhaps. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Really, I even got, like, you know, uh, um, the, the, the challenge little, coins from, yeah. from Canada, which is... Oh, I thought maybe you got the little, like, wings that they pin on your... No, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not military. They don't give you that. But, like, yeah. they did give me the Canadian, like, it's, yeah. That's very cool. But I got to meet the astronaut. Like, I sat with, like, two of the astronauts that's going to go up there, and, like, they're just very, like, they're young and very talented people. And, like, and also, like, uh, they, you can tell, like, when they pick them, like th- these are people who have excellent communication skills, yeah, and yeah know yeah. how to talk to people, and, right? And also part very of the job, athletic. part yeah, of the job, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So they're very smart, very athletic people, and I think one is civilian, and and the other one's actually he's Air Force, uh, Canadian Air Force, and there's some U.S. military that are going to go with him. But yeah, so the plan is to go to Canada, go to the moon, uh, and then of course to set up a halfway station and come back, and then that will be the launching point for huh. uh, the Mars missions. How, how's that? Now they're going to have to share the real estate with the German moon bases, right? Yes, that's so right. That, that's so right. they've got to work out those like some sort of right away. Well, I situation. think the thing is like they've been up there for a long time now since yeah. uh, 1938. Yeah. So it's yeah, best yeah. to like just bring them beer. Yeah. <laughs> just bring <laughs> them, like, like and they'll be happy. Bring them they, pretzels. They don't beer, even remember like, why they're there. It's just like right, right. Slow it down. Not yet. They're like the like the Russian guy on the space station yes, in yeah. Armageddon, right? He's yes. just he's sort he's of just his, been up there. Yeah. He's like yeah. bring him a couple of pretzels. They're gonna be fine. Some vice versa. Look, guys, some fresh sauerkraut. <laughs> guys, just like, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. all. It's, you're good. Yeah, yeah they'll be, yeah, they'll be just happy. Just stay where you are, quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. simmer down. You're right. Yeah, that, that's we, probably... We're only passing through. Nothing to see here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably a simple <laughs> problem to solve. So, um, all right. Also, um, so there's the energy problem with the travel, but there's also an energy problem with, like, while we're there, like, the people, and I say we, as in representing, like, I'm not going, but... Like I don't even, I, I wouldn't even want to go. I'm just, I'm not, I don't have that sort of spirit of adventure in me. But, but if you're there, you gotta have like, besides having a quickly deployable lightweight structure. Yes. You gotta have facilities, Ooh. right? Yeah, to protect I mean, you from the environment. Right? Yeah, you gotta have stuff, right? You got things have to work, right? Like the coffee grinder and and you know and. You all also those need uh, locks, uh, door locks. Door uh, locks. Yeah, uh, to keep Matt Damon up. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, growing those potatoes, it's like, we have fertilizer, Matt. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have to. It's like, I want to. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't see that one coming. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. No, no, no. But so how... He's how... going to be that neighbor. <laughs> it's like, can we move? Can we get the HOA on him? <laughs> so, so how do we, how do we power our... Uh, our, our regular uh, Very living. Good point, right? yeah, so yeah. with that, we're going to have to think about uh, uh, solar, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, there's... There, seems, there's probably enough of it. There's there. probably enough of it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, eventually those will deteriorate with the sandstorms. And also uh, wind could be one of them. Um, maybe some sort of viable nuclear power yeah. as an option. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, something that's more sustainable. But yeah. whatever it is, you have to be able to sort of bring the... You got to bring the fixins with you somehow. Yeah, because right? like, actually, you know, even with this process of like you know extracting, uh, we're in the Texas Tea Tavern, so I'm I'm bringing in my Texas. Book. You got to bring, br- bring the fixins. Yeah. You got to yeah. like even with this process, of, like let's assume you, we all. I think everyone that commits to the Mars mission is committing to a one-way trip, at best. And this is not unique to our civilization. We did this when we did the the ancient voyages, right? All, yeah, yeah. All ancient sailors. Yeah, they weren't planning. To- they didn't know where they were going. All they know is that, you know, there's a... Allegedly, there's something somewhere. Right. And if we oh, keep going long enough, yeah. maybe we'll end up back where we started. I mean, he was probably having, like, a terrible day. Maybe he is having some issues with at home or his neighbors. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking That's at sea and I'm getting out there. Yeah, yeah I'm getting out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they, they probably think they... 
it might be one way, but no one plans on a on a one way trip. However, it is going to be a long mission because even if we can uh, produce the rocket fuel from the the carbon extraction process, hmm. uh, it will take a significant amount of energy. I think it's like five kilowatts worth of energy for one kilogram of um, of a pro- rocket yeah, propellant. So that, that's, that's and you sick, need yeah. like something like uh, twenty five thousand uh, tons of it. Uh, to actually, you know, be able yeah. to actually lift so up. millions so, of kilograms. Millions of kilograms. So yeah. it's it's a significant amount of time and energy to produce it. So that is years of producing. So you're gonna have to live there for years to produce the fuel to get back. I, to a point where I, you think like you may never want to get back, right. but you may want to have this backup plan. It is. It is. It does boggle my mind that there are so many people who actually want to sign up and do this because so far everything you've described sounds. I would. I would. Sign, I'm. I'm. I'm too old to go on the mission, but I would sign up for it. But that's now. That's like saying. That's like saying already. Well, I'm just too old. So, but if I was younger, I'd go. No. You well, know. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Back in. Right. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. Uh, uh, but yeah. I, I think I've just my son who's eight. I've well almost eight, but I. I think I've just already. I've told him that. Yeah. You. You will live on Mars. Really. Yeah. Is he freaking out about that? No, he's excited. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't really understand. It sounds it, fun. Well, it sounds fun, right? Yeah, right. But I think you know, in the twenty-five years or thirty years that we get, yeah, he might. There might be a viable commercial opportunity to travel to Mars and come back again. Yeah. Well, yeah? the coming back would be fine. The I'd, coming I'd, back would be fine. Yeah. yeah. Although the trip is pretty long itself, right? I mean, well, this is why I'm, I'm comfortable with billionaires in space. One, it, it's not like they're flying in my space. You know, it's out there. They're doing the thing, but eventually, the technology that they you know develop, hopefully, will eventually be commercialized and retrofitted and become available to all of us. Yeah, well, there's this pattern, right, where there's a lot of... Actually, I'm going to make this statement without having really thought through whether it's true or not, but it seems to me that um, there's a lot of... Sort of the cycle of innovation sometimes is that some sort of government entity gets it started because governments oftentimes are kind of okay with doing something that they don't know if they're going to get a return on or not, right? Yeah, so, that's they, why, so they'll fund yes. stuff. And, whereas in the commercial sense. world, we're a little more hesitant about that. Well, you want to see return on investment and there's also liability for failure. Right. Whereas the government clearly has no liability. No, well, governments failure. are not businesses, so they... <laughs> so they're right. The liability of failure is different. So they can grease the skids with a lot of things. Um, and, but then it's really the commercial world that takes that stuff really, like, I don't want to say next level, but they want to, that really finishes it out, right? That that can then take, say, oh, okay, now I, I see that this this innovation yeah. is is viable. We can do something with that and not, you know, worry about you know, lo- losing money. Um, so you see then the, the commercializing of it. I don't, I don't it, which to me is kind of what happens with, you know, you had NASA for so many years and NASA could sort of only get so far and then and then SpaceX takes over and all the others. And, yeah, and, and that yeah. has to do with like, um, because NASA was ultimately No, flying. no, no, nothing against it. I, I, I didn't mean to disparage anybody in NASA. That oh, no, 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 but yeah, like, no. It's just that like, because NASA is also a military organization, right? First, right, right, right. And this is why uh, it's not really a commercial entity. It's still a military organization. I guess it's that, it's that, the forces and the motivation behind a commercial operation are different than those behind a government operation. So they're better <laughs> suited to sort of different stages of the yeah. cycle. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounded... I mean, we've always had titans of industry push the boundaries as to where they can go. Right. We've always right. had it right. you know, for, for centuries and even before, beyond, you know, beyond rec- uh, you know, recorded history. Uh, no different now. Man, that that parrot. That parrot. Yeah, I, he's in a 
He's in a cage, like on the way to the bathroom. Over I'm there. not gonna. It's a big yeah. cage. He's blue and yellow. Um, blue I don't know if he's a parrot. I mean, I don't really know my tropical uh, birds. I uh, my my famous bird moment was when my kids were little. He's under the come and take it sign, so I'm definitely not going to go. Yeah, there and, and, you don't yeah. want to mess with parrot. Yeah. But my kids were little, and we went to the Houston Zoo. You've probably been to the Houston Zoo. Right? I've been once. Yeah. Well, it's. It's not. You wouldn't it's travel a, to Houston for this. It's zoo, it's a but, nice zoo. But if you live here, it's not. It's bad. a nice zoo. The Christmas lights. It's a picture of the Houston Zoo. It's a. Uh, if it's uh, warm enough, it's a wonderful walk around during the Christmas lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice enough. It's a nice zoo. It is what it is, and enjoy it. Yeah, and so so and my kids liked it when they were little, and we were there one time, and we were in the bird section, whatever they call the the avi- avi- Avery. A- Avery. Avery. Um, we were in the bird section. And you know it's where they got the big like There'll net be a guy over the in the comment section right now. Right, <laughs> it's pronounced. This is how it is. Yeah. And and my kids were like like oh what kind of a bird is that and what kind of a bird is that and that's a whatever. And there was this and there was this little bird that went hopping by. He was blue, and I don't know it was about this you know four four inches tall. This blue bird goes hopping by, and my kids were like what kind of a bird is that, Dad? And I said that's a blue hopping bird. And they went oh. And they they thought I was brilliant, and that was that was like a big win for me. That the blue the blue hopping bird. I mean, I didn't get quite the reaction. It wasn't the Matt Damon joke, but I thought it was no. a true story, though. It's a true I really story, did, yeah. yeah. You got to win for your family, man. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I have a young family now, so like you know, you take wins and you get them. You do. <laughs> you don't come, like, there's only so many dad jokes you allowed per year, and like, yeah. you take those wins, man. That is they don't true. Come too that often, is true. Yeah. That, I guess that does yeah. qualify as a dad joke. Anyway. Um, what was it? There was something so I. So my question to, to you is, and I, yeah, and I ask people, yeah, it's like, and, and this started with an original thing. I like right? it when people ask me questions. Is should we go there to Mars? Uh huh. Because Mars is our closest planet. Now, so when you say there. we, you don't mean like you and I, uh, you and me. You mean like we? I as mean, a, I'd like to go. It's like the if it's commercially. I mean, like William Shatner is what well, is 117 years old. He went yeah, to space. 117, yeah. 118. So like you know, I mean, I've well, been around astronauts he, and they're usually in physically great shape sort of and they run around. They run around and they, you know, they usually, the process of being an astronaut is pretty difficult. Yeah. He just like went. Right. He the put hardest the, part he was put just, the suit on yeah, and he got in the like, chair. The hardest and, part and, is and actually, you know, uh, you know, uh, breaking through and going through the stratosphere and he's in space, you know, at the, at the very edge of it. But still, like I think beyond that point, it gets easier when mm-hmm. you're weightless. So like all the hard part was done up front. That's so true. Was, so like he just That's showed true. up. Yeah, and he did it. So, like, why can't why can't everybody? Go? Why, why can't everyone what, go? What's, yeah. what's all the yeah. what's all the fuss about? Yeah. Right, that's a good point. And yeah, <coughs> and it's probably you know if you're going to go to into space when you're 117, I mean that's the time to go really because he did have an if, epiphany, if it though. is a one way trip. It was the, the if it's worst, a one way trip. It's it not, was the worst epiphany he could tell. He just saw. He saw. He said, "I saw blackness and darkness." I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, I, yeah okay. So Come moving on. on. Captain All right. Kirk, yeah. um, so should we go? Um, like in terms of like, again, it comes down like to I, like should I, we spend money on it? Is there cost? So are yeah. we wasting our time? We've, okay. got, we've got problems on Earth. Should we go? Okay, so we waste enough money on plenty of things that don't seem to have any purpose. Correct. I'm not, I'm not going to uh, iterate with those right now. But as, as you know, uh, uh, and it's, it's, you know, I don't know if it's to bad intentions because it's sometimes it's just a matter of execution at a certain scale. Like, so as you know, um, what's his name? 
that Amazon guy. Uh, Jeff Bezos. No, it wasn't him. It was the, it was the other one, the Tesla guy. Oh, Elon their na- Musk. Their names are not coming to you. For Elon Musk. I'm only yeah. halfway through the beer, and I can't think of Elon Musk. So Elon Musk, as you know, we talked about this a while ago. He, yeah. he, 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 he issued this challenge that said, okay, I will... I'll, I'll, I think it was I'll sell X amount of stock or I'll contribute oh, for a certain amount of money. Yeah, yes, and, right, yeah. And, and if somebody a, can tell me, can show me the plan about how you're going to go fix which it, is a I'll fund fantastic it. Fantastic response. I'll fund it, right? And of yeah. course, <laughs> the problem isn't that people don't want to solve world hunger. The problem is that the, some things uh, we can spend as much money as we want on them, but you know, for whatever reason, the execution is difficult for us as humans. So I guess all that has to say is. So why, like, so if there's something that we can actually do, and there could be benefit from it, I don't see why you would say, well, don't spend money on that because you should be spending money on something else. Because the other thing, I, I don't know. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. like, like, take the wins where you can get them, like the blue hopping bird, right? So take the wins exactly. Right? Take the wins where you can get them. And In fact, so if the, you have to like lay because everything else is like imaginary until somebody actually. Figures I think out if how you had to like you know uh, tag this podcast, take the win as you know when you get them should be the the tagline, oh. right? Should be the title of it. And then that's I like what, that. And, and this is really with SpaceX, right? It's so a bit of a, it's a bit of the of the, uh, of an unofficial motto of the oil and gas industry, right? Take uh, the wins when you get. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So so you know if they can develop you know uh, commercially viable, scalable carbon sequestration, carbon extraction, methane reduction technology. Uh, as they researching it, so that it helps them. It helps us as a consequence. It helps us. The housing thing that you mentioned. There's, Correct. Yes. So this, and, and it's not like it's not like uh, um, it's not like we're imagining that because we, as you mentioned, we have examples where these programs have produced goodness Correct, yeah. for us in real life, right? So, so there's no reason why we shouldn't expect that to continue. Um, and maybe we'll cheer as a relatively combined nation, like you know, like. If we, um, you know, travel somewhere and we get to see things we never experienced before, you know, have humans, you know, travel onto another planet, you know, maybe it'll bring us together a little bit more just for about five seconds. Yeah, or at least maybe like take people's attention away from from everything else over, that is. Uh, yeah, from, yeah, from beating up on the oil and gas industry for getting us into this big mess that we supposedly got us into. Um, well, I know, I, 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 I you know. So we got ourselves which I can mess. I can get on a whole soapbox about yes. that right. So but. we got ourselves in a mess as consumers because yes, we consume the product. We inspire that product. So we got ourselves into this mess. Right. Right. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. The question is like like what do you do about it? Assuming we are in a mess. Well, I mean we we need to solve problems and the question is how do we solve it? Right? Ultimately we all want to live in a place where you can drink the water and breathe the air. Very simple. Simple things. Yeah, yep. sure, sure. And uh, is the air breathable and is the water drinkable? Well, if it is, then fantastic. If it's not, we have to address it. Well, and it's never going to be all the way one way or all the way the other way. No. So we have it's to sort of gauge. But we have to be able to honestly, truly gauge where we are. Take right? the wins when you get it. Yeah, exactly. So all right, I'm going to try to. We're gonna. I'm going to try to bring this back to oil and gas technology, just just for the sake of of the show. I think I think this is going to end up being a tech show episode because I see I see no application to digital doers for this. But well, I still think carbon sequestration would be pretty good, right? This yeah, is something yeah, only yeah, yeah. should be thinking about. Yeah, yeah. um, well, and you and you made a statement early on about how uh, there are there are um, things that are learned out of various industries. There's this cross pollination of what is it that the youngsters are saying these days? Um, uh, learnings, these learnings. 
Well, have you heard that? that that's a anyone young in the bar? Anyone? Yeah, no, 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 there's not anybody. There's no, yet. There's no one young. Not here. Um, so these learnings. Um, what, what do you see? So as you're looking at this whole, so I know you. I mean, you're very passionate about the whole space thing. Um, you're hanging out with astronauts. <laughs> I wonder if that's as loud for. I don't know. It's a very loud truck. Anyway, you're hanging out with astronauts. You're having steak dinners, etc. Um, as you reflect back on the oil and gas industry and the technology, like the, where, where's like, how, is, is there ways that we can say, hey, folks, um, in the last 100 plus years that we've been doing what we're doing over here, there's things that you can learn from us, right? And we can contribute something to that. Or is there not? I mean, like all things, the, you have to accept the negative lessons. So what were some of the negative lessons that came from it? Well, we could have been more conscious about our environmental footprint. As you should, right? You know. Um, Although we haven't been as unconscious about it, I think as that's sometimes that, that people, people that, say. That right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cost is something that is relative. Uh, like the thing that space technology and even oil and gas get beaten up on is that uh, is cost, right? Is that right, you know right. they're given a lot of like um, uh, leeway to invest money and spend money without any consequence of it, and that's not yeah, entirely yeah. true, right? Because the product they produce is something we need. Right? So with space technology, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, right? gotcha. So I don't really want to comment too much on the cost because it's so arbitrary and, and so, you know, like the the outcome of it outweighs the, the cost, right? And if you focus too much on cost, we'd right. never go anywhere. We would never do anything, right, right, right. We'd never do anything. Uh, and then our society would fundamentally, and if, that's, if that people are comfortable with that, that's okay. Our society will never really expand or grow or travel. And where where would we be? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so there's a, so there's uh, there's something to be learned from saying just you know, oil and gas was one of those, and now you can broaden it to the whole energy problem. But yes. But let's face it, oil and gas has been supplying the energy, the bulk of the energy for the to the planet for a long time, right? And it still has to. I mean, right. you know, even right. with the, and if I I I can't wait to get an EV. I yeah. want to get an electric vehicle. You know, yeah. there's a Why? whole bunch out there. Um. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but oh, why? Why, why are you so anxious? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's the acceleration. Ah, because you have 100 percent torque. 100 percent torque. Right yeah. at the right at the start. Right there, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so I can avoid that moose. I think you're the first person I've heard that says, "I want to get an electric car so I can go fast." That's it. Yeah. 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 That's, and, that's and so you can avo- avoid what? The moose. The moose. The moose. So there's a moose test. You know, it's called the moose test. So it's a, a, <laughs> a some sort of like weird obstacle that pops up suddenly and. And and, leg- and speed is the way to actually avoid that. Right. Sp- control speed. Right. And, yeah. So yeah. some cars. I'm not going to pitch. So Matt cars. Damon jumps out of the woods. He's Matt standing Damon in the middle. Matt Damon shows up there, like and he's know, standing like, in the middle of the road. Potatoes, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Potato skins. <laughs> it's like, guess how I made these? No, Matt. Yeah. We don't yeah. want to know how you made. We don't them. want it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's organic. Yeah, know, I know we it. Know, we, know, we, know. we know it's organic. You know it's organic. All right, all right. So, yeah. um, but like, I, I would like to get an EV. What? Because it's fun to own, and uh, I think it would be great to own. But also, I'm a technologist, so I kind of want a really cool car that has uh, smart AI about So, you want a Tesla? Not specifically. N- I mean, I don't want to pitch any brands, but yes. I mean, because like that's where, if you're, well, if you're a into, of out there, right? if you're so into the tech. To be completely fair, right. Rivian is also a pretty good brand out Who? there. Rivian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, okay. You know? right. They just haven't produced as much cars out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that's a pretty good... Uh, okay. So Tesla yeah. doesn't have the market corner anymore on, on the tech, like the cool tech aspect of it. I mean, it, it does and it doesn't because of its uh, superchargers and its chargers and its network and right, right. its infrastructure. So it does. And 
but the most viable option to buy is, it sounds like I'm pitching Tesla, but yeah, Tesla's probably the most affordable luxury SUV that you can get right now yeah, that yeah. has all the bells and whistles. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So, but, all right, so anyway. So, 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 so speed is one, right? Um, but how we, we got into this because you said, I can't wait to buy an EV. Well, the reason is I want to buy an EV, right? But I have to charge an EV. Right, So okay. this is what people think about, don't think about. It's like, right, so I buy an EV and I, you know, I have an ESG mind in, in hand. I want to be conservative about you know, emissions, which is fantastic. But then how do I charge it? Well, then I plug into my house. But what if every one of my neighbors owns EVs? Great. The emission cost has gone down. But then the cost of producing electricity goes up. Well, it's still natural gas that's the core yeah. for producing right. the source of that electricity for now. Or, or coal. Or coal, right? right? Eventually, all that will change in time. But for now, it's still old right. school yeah. uh, petroleum technology at the core for powering our homes. Right. And when you say eventually, you mean eventually sort of in the... Not, not eventually like... Next year, no, it would take. I think it would take decades. Yeah, it's it's. It would take decades. It's it's a cost factor. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's a cost. It's also like, I mean, ultimately, if someone says, "Well, I'd like to, you know, set up these uh, new um, energy transfer," I'm, I'm making up words here, but let's assume that you know we're able to completely switch into pure green energy right now. Okay. Uh, solar and wind farms and even wave technology and even nuclear technology. Right. right? And nuclear is one people that people kind of freak out about, right? But let's assume it's pure green and you we're able to uh, sustain it and grow it. It's it's not scalable to a point where it can be right. The distribution is the it's problem. Not there. Right. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's yeah. Distribution. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Which right. well, let's see. Where can we find some people who have who have figured out how to solve the distribution problem? Exactly. <laughs> right. So it comes back to my original statement about right. you know the oil and gas industry and as it transforms, we should transform with it and look for jobs in it. Sure. Yeah. And that's really where it comes from. Right? Well, and that's the thing is, I think once you get, once you get, and it, I've, I've mentioned this on, somehow that's always kind of, or not always, but frequently, works its way into the conversation, which is that um, inventing the source of power is like one problem, and that's a set of, and it, and it's, and it is a problem. Right? Yeah, it's a problem. It's um, not scalable yet. Yeah. But then taking it, um, it it's, it's the same as, you know, when we talk about the, you know, over the last couple of years, we've talked about digital transformation efforts in oil and gas, how, you know, it's one problem to get these, you know, these analytic solutions or whatever the things are, you know, do fancy things with data and automate. It, doing it in the, the POC, right? Doing it in the lab is one problem to solve. Yeah. But then doing it out in the wild in a, you know, complex distributed environment where everything and, and getting everything where it needs to be and supporting it and operating it in real world operational volumes. That's a whole other problem to solve. And if, and if you don't solve that, then your POC is going nowhere, right? So it's this, in my mind, this whole power problem is, is the same pattern just on a larger scale, but inventing it is one problem. And, 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 and that problem, maybe somebody can a couple of smart people in a garage might be able to come up with some interesting ideas. There's plenty of smart people that can solve it. So, but uh, but the distribution is is a whole. Like, it's a whole thing. And, yeah. and, and so many people who aren't close to the industry but are close to the news headlines don't appreciate that it's the distribution that we can't just instantly turn it's it on. Distribution, storage, transportation. Yeah, all of that. All right, of that. Right. And then also ultimately, it's it's costs, right? What does it cost? Uh, is it is it cheaper and scaling the quantity and scaling the quantity right yeah, so yeah. when I when I say distribution I mean sort of implied in, in that is that you're able to produce enough to distribute the quantity that you need Correct. right it's yeah. kind of all yeah. wrapped up like ta- taking it from 
working as in principle to working for millions of people is is a so there I'm gonna say the c word out loud the c word the c word people don't like the c word but I'm gonna say it out loud yeah which is collaboration oh yeah well we're we're liking it more yeah and, and competition like, yeah, yeah we're liking it more yeah. so ultimately and cooperation right? so oh there's three c words collaboration competition and, and cooperation how is so, collaboration and cooperation different uh, I think collaboration would ultimately be more uh, holistic, altruistic kind of like collaboration, but but uh, cooperation could be a partnership. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Commercially right. viable partnership. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. ultimately, right. we we work to solve problems together, but cooperation could be where two entities come together. It's commercial. Some, some kind of JV where I, this is what I bring, this is what you bring, and we're going to And there's licensing yeah. attached right, to it, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's, that's perfectly fine, right? So the future of energy is renewable. All forms of renewable energy and oil and gas technology in it. Oil and gas is still an uh, important part of it. Uh, eventually, beyond my lifetime, I still think all three will exist at the same time. So, let me ask you this. If, well, okay, so you said in your lifetime. Certainly, I think that's probably true. Um, I mean, I look how old you are. You know, you're even too old to go to space. So, yeah, um, exactly. But, but, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. How how are we doing on time here? I don't, we're gonna, oh, okay, okay, we're good. We're, we've run into the window of time where some people might not be listening to this, so I can say <coughs> Who are these so I, I can say controversial things because you know people may have tuned out. Like, what if we, um, if if oil and gas is gonna continue for the foreseeable future to be a part of the equation, it has to continue. Then why not just let it be the equation? I mean, you know the answer. To that. Why don't we just do it in a way that okay? So maybe we haven't been as good to the environment. I, again, I think that we've been much better to it than what people think. Um, sure. We, because because when people look and at and I think we could we could be better and that's okay. We could be better. Well, when people yeah. look at a particular pipeline that has caused a particular problem in one particular place, what they don't have an appreciation for is how much of a tiny dot that is in the total infrastructure of oil and gas in the whole world. But right. What's important here is that the two of us have different viewpoints and it's okay to have those viewpoints and have that discussion for sure for yep. sure yeah, and it's okay yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. and that but, is kind of and, unique and this is the reason why that's a, that's we a unique kind of parameter these days that, right yeah is that you know um, kind of like these isolated viewpoints the loudest angriest viewpoint right takes center stage and there's a lot of gravity around that yeah yeah and yeah. this is why just common sense solutions and problems don't don't get right. don't, don't work because the people who actually are sort of in leadership who have uh you know, power and control is not the right word in this case, but but the people who can um, become preoccupied with managing those loudest, angriest, right? Like they're right. managing to that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what the solution is to that, uh, but anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, there's the, 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 the solution is to. It, I mean, deal with it if it's important to you. Deal with it if yeah. it's important to you. Ignore it and focus on the real problem, which is actually the serious problems we are facing in the world, right? Uh, energy criteria, infrastructure breakdown, right, right, right. challenges for yeah, electricity, yeah, yeah. All, all these things, and costs, right? Right, right. So even when it does work, it's expensive. Right. How do we fix that? Yep. Yep, yep. All right, good. Uh, I think we managed, we did all right. I think we can keep this episode. Like yeah, I don't do think, think I don't yeah. think we have to scrap it. Well, before the dark matter guy comes here, yeah, he's we, looking at us. Right? Is he? Is he checking he us out? He has a voice. He wants to. He wants, he wants to get to, on the mic. He wants to get on the mic. He wants, I, t- I just think he's past his prime t- 
today. Like today's not the best day for I him. Think he, I think he's to get on the yeah. mic. Yeah. So anyway, and and uh, the cool thing is, um, we we can turn the the mics off here because I think we pretty much have wrapped up for today. But we don't actually have to leave. We can we can hang out. Maybe the the chef more. arrived. I don't yeah, know. Maybe the 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 food. Maybe she maybe she showed up. Um, all right, so so since you've been uh, so kind to be available to come on the show and talk about things, I do want to make sure that uh, well, you did give a shout out to Databricks or yeah. well to your team. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you want to do you want to like did did you say what Databricks does? I can't remember now. Yeah, it's a data AI company. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. one of those data AI. Guys. Well, they have an interesting story because of these these guys that sort of accidentally became. Well, was it accidentally? I mean, they were... Well, well there was an article, right? The, there was accident, article, yeah. the, the was accidental in, uh, billionaires was it GQ or GQ magazine, I forget yeah. what it was. But yeah, yeah, they were they were academics and they didn't really... I mean, I assume like they wanted to be academics and then, you know, they did produce... They were very successful in a very short amount of time. Like, they made some bets on, yeah, yeah. on cloud and technology and openness and they, those bets paid off and it's still paying off. So how's it going with... So, and, and you're, you're leading up the... Whoa. Uh, that's what happens when you... Yeah. When you're in a festive environment, you forget to turn off your phone. Um, but you, but you are leading their uh, efforts to get traction in oil and gas and energy. And, Correct. Um, yeah. uh, it, how, how's that going? Are you uh, no, it's good. are it's, you finding ways to to take what you have and go in there and make people's lives yeah, better it's, and solve it's problems and stuff? Like especially especially around like utilities, right? I, I still think like I mean I, I you know I came from oil and gas. I have a, I have a, a particular place in my heart for oil and gas, and um, you know. I don't agree necessarily with everything they do, but that's that's fine. That's okay. Right. That's the that's point. The, my right, Thanksgiving yeah. example, right? You know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, you know, there's always that one guy in your family that you have issues with, but everyone else is great. Yeah, yeah. Right. right? But right. Still family. So a lot of times I'm that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm you that know. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you know, I still think like you know, utilities is important. Utility companies important. Uh, how do you manage power grids? How do you reduce the cost for the uh, customer? And like you know, like, I'm a customer, right? Yeah. I, I've said this out loud, you know, a couple of times I say this, I say it's like, you know, you don't really have to drive your car. Obviously, you have to drive your car, but I meant like, you can get by without driving a car, but you couldn't get by without electricity to your homes and, and businesses. Right, right. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you could, yep. yeah, so. And this is the core of like, how do we keep that running? How do we make it work? How do you reduce downtime? How do you reduce cost? So you have a, yeah, so you're going in there and you're, you're sizing up all these problems that you're already very familiar with and you're saying, okay, we got, like we have something that we can bring to the party yes. in this particular that's, case. That's great. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I, um, um, yeah. All right, so we'll, so we'll do another episode where we can talk about that. Yeah, we can have happily, yeah. But this one, uh, I, I don't know if, it's, it sounds to me like, I'm not sure whether our faithful listeners can hear this or not, but the locals are getting restless. So, um, I, uh, Why are they all wearing um, hunting jackets? Uh, those are just flannel shirts. Are those hunting jackets? They go hand in hand. They look a little bit like a, all right. Well, I don't know. Well, I think I think we're in a very special place. Anyway, that uh, so we're gonna wrap that up for today. Thanks, thanks, thanks yeah, a bunch. Man. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. This one will, this one will, this one will publish probably sometime in the next couple of weeks. So we won't have to wait too long to hear sure. to hear it's how fun. we did. All right. We should do more. This is a great place. It, like it, it is yeah. fun. We'll, we will be back. And there you go. We uh, we pulled it off. I think uh, the zero planning podcast discussion i it's kind of a different it's a different kind of net zero really but uh hopefully you know well i guess uh if you're still listening 
that means that you must have been okay with it. Uh, and if you're not still listening, then maybe that means you hated it. Uh, or, or maybe it just means you had something else to do, which is entirely possible. And you're going to come back later and, and catch the rest. Anyway, uh, thanks always to Ration for being available. He does. He, he's just he's just one of those guys that shows up and he can always talk about something. So uh, we'll uh, so we're going to wrap this one up for today. And because uh, it did run a little bit long, I know. So you probably if you are still listening, you're probably you're probably itching to get on to whatever the next thing is. So we're going to wrap it up. Thanks. Uh, thanks always to uh, all of our guests and uh, to the OGGN team for all the hard work they do, most especially to my audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic. Don't forget, keep an eye on OGGN. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming this year. I know I keep saying that, but it's still January. So, you know, it's still coming. And, uh, so follow us on LinkedIn or wherever else, you know, you keep tabs. And, uh, if you're in Houston, come to the mixers. The mixers are, are every Thursday, the last, every Thursday, they're not every Thursday, <laughs> every month, the last Thursday of every month, usually at the fabulous cannon on the west side of Houston, occasionally somewhere else. But if you you follow us on LinkedIn, you'll always know what's happening. That's going to do it for today, folks. Remember, uh, if you uh, if you hear somebody, and I mean especially after listening to, to some of these episodes we've had lately, there is no question that uh, the, the oil and gas industry has been innovating and has been doing fantastic things for uh, for for many many years, decades, uh, and maybe a century uh, with with technology. And so if you ever hear anybody uh, saying anything otherwise, then that is your opportunity to tell them we were tech before tech was cool. Check us out next week for another entertaining and yet useful episode of Oil & Gas Tech Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.